Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the point after on WDVE Pittsburgh. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Hey, we're, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Everybody knows what that means. We get everybody's best punch regardless of record. I think people respect our brand and they respect our franchise and its history. And so that's been my experience over 14 years here. Regardless of our record, people know when they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers and there's certain responsibility that comes with our reputation. We're going to get people's best shot. Everybody, welcome to The Point After. Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunj Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley. And guys, I think it is fair to say the 2-6 and six Dallas Cowboys, now 2-7, and seven, gave the Steelers their best shot uh, playing at AT&T Stadium. The Steelers now moving to 8-0, and oh, and it was not pretty. I know, Billy, we have said that a few times this season, but what matters is that all of the good numbers are in that win column for these Steelers. If I was a Steeler coach, I would say, gentlemen, we have a lot to fix, and I think that's the that's the mindset going forward. Uh, if they play like that against Cincinnati on Sunday, they're probably not going to win the game. And uh, I, you know, it, it, people ask me before the game, "Do you think the Steelers will play down to the competition?" I said, "No, not this team." And I, you know, I really don't think we played down. We didn't play well, but uh, Dallas, you know, give them credit and give Garrett Gilbert credit. I mean, for that guy to come out and do what he did. Um, tip your hat. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't like it, but uh, uh, Mike Tomlin has uh, uh, teaching. Uh, he's going to be teaching this week uh, and uh, teaching their mistakes. And uh, you know, one of the things that uh, that uh, I didn't like was, um, you know, the uh, Dallas Cowboys have been run on every week. And so we didn't run on them, and uh, the the reason we didn't run on them is because we didn't uh, uh, we didn't put our hand in the dirt, and you know we didn't come off the ball, and you know when uh, Wolf and I played, uh, we had headbutts. Uh, we were you know we we were uh, we came off the ball, struck a blow, 
and uh, and uh, used their fists and then uh, dro- drove them off the ball. But uh, they don't do that uh, today. It's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, and part of it was what you called yesterday. You said they're in the bear defense. And, you know, by golly, you look at it. A bear defense is it, essentially it's like this. If you go in your living room, you invite 10 extremely aggressive and large <laughs> men into the room. Right. Yeah. And you just say, have at it. It's a brawl. That's yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Trying to run the ball in your average size living room with that many people. And it leaves you with just basically a couple of options. One of them is a counter trap. Yeah. While DeMarcus Lawrence was ducking under Matt Filer and, and, and destructing right. that. Uh, then the other thing is to spread them out and throw the ball. And that's what they did. You know, uh, w- the, uh, the bear defense, uh, you, you cover the nose tackle you put the the two three techniques in between the guard and the tackle, and then you have a linebacker on the uh, both tight ends, and you have two linebackers uh, uh, stacked. And, uh, and if it's one, you got a safety doubling up. Down yeah, but on the you one know, well, you know, one, you know, they they you play play press coverage, and uh, the theory is uh, we're going to get to you before you throw the ball. Right. And uh, and so you know there there's eight or nine guys in the box, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it's not well. Uh, you go like I said, both sides of the ball, the yeah. Offensive line, defensive line. That's a mass of humanity. Right. So trying to run things in the A gap, B gap, C gap is really, really yeah. You difficult. know, and uh, when when you run versus the, the bear. You got you. You want to go to the counter trap, or you want to go draws. Now, in terms of running that, did it make sense, Tunch, for the for Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys defense to do that, knowing how quick Ben has been getting the ball out and what the Steelers' offense has been doing well? Yeah, you know what? Um, I I love the way that Ben uh, threw the ball in the second half. Uh, you know, Ben is uh, you know he's uh, extremely confident. He sees the field, uh, you know, when uh, uh, when he got hurt uh, in the end of the second, uh, at the end of the second quarter, uh, he started throwing the ball around and, uh, you know, and he came out in the second half and uh, he was on fire. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, NFL Network is reporting tonight that he sustained injuries to both of his knees in the game yesterday, but tests today show there is cautious optimism that he'll be healthy enough to play versus the Bengals. While both knees got trapped, his feet not being stuck in the turf saved him from major injury. So not just the left knee, and that was the knee <laughs> that Tunch was referring to. Uh, this was Ian Rappaport just tweeted this about a little over an hour ago. That's interesting because I remember at one point I said, oh, it could be his right knee. Yeah. And he was grabbing his left. Well, then well, if he injured both, it, you know, he probably paid attention to both knees. Yeah. I've had that MCL, and you have a, if you have a fat guy fall on it, like Neville Gallimore. Right. Did. And I re- refer to it as a fellow fat guy. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not a being <laughs> specific. But, you know, you have that, and it presses down. It really hurts that, that MCL. Yeah. But you, if you've got strong ligamentation, um, you can overcome that. Yeah, not, you, not know, bad at all. I, you know, I had a, 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 a sprained MCL. Uh, against Dallas mm-hmm. uh, in in the, the last ex- exhibition game, all the way back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, question: Yes. Did Chuck Noll ever have the fat guys field punts? 
That's one of the funniest practices no, I've ever been around. We didn't have fat no. guys. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we we did it's to a degree, but yeah. I mean, it, it, we still had fat guys that could run and all that stuff. It was, yeah. That, they, 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 continue, please. Tyrone. <laughs> all right, let's leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the Steelers' 8-0 start, of course, is a team record. The 1978 Super Bowl winning Steelers started 7-0, so good for the 2020 Steelers for that. 27 teams have started 8-0 since the 1970 merger. The previous 26 teams have all reached the playoffs, so good news there. That that makes right. me feel pretty good. Uh, eight won the Super Bowl, including most recently the 2009 New Orleans Saints. I like those factoids. Yeah, those factoids are wonderful. Yeah. You but know, if you I mean, would mention this to Mike Tomlin, he would say history has nothing to do with the 2020 Steelers. Right, That's right. very, especially he, in 2020. He'd jump right on that. Yeah. Well, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike uh, does not uh, 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 does not praise his team. Uh, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, he's uh, – uh, oh, like Chuck guy. did a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I liked after the game, Cam Hayward said uh, on his post-game Zoom, you know, somebody asked him, what did you learn about the defense in this one? He said that we could go 8-8, eight and eight, that it doesn't matter that we have the eight wins, we'll take it, but you could go 8-8. Eight and eight. What do you want to bet that that didn't roll out of Mike's mouth? <laughs> Probably, you know? yeah. I mean, just because of the fact when you hear comments like that, you know, Mike has great you know, Tomlinisms, as we call Nolanisms. Right. Nolan, all right. So the fact is, he, when you guys are repeating messages, that's how you do it. That's how you keep that message strong and clear to all the other guys in the locker room. You have your big people like Cam and Ben repeating that message, and it gets down. It's trickle down uh, messageology. There and you, you speak. You know, when uh, Mike Tomlin speaks to the media, yeah. he speaks to his team. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you heard him right there uh, in the beginning. We'll hear a little bit from him also throughout our show. But just uh, just for our purposes, some housekeeping in terms of the AFC North, since there is an AFC North game coming up this Sunday at Heinz Field. The Steelers 8-0. The Ravens, they beat the Colts yesterday. They are 6-2. The Browns and Bengals both coming off their bye weeks. The Browns are 5-3. and three. The Bengals are 2-5. and five. So. All right. Well, I like it. As long as we're in the lead, who cares? <laughs> Well, I like the note that uh, the Steelers distributed after the game, that the Steelers are uh, actually the AFC kings of the NFC. Right. Uh, which which I like. Uh, their record against the NFC since the merger in 1970, 116 victories for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the NFC. And Mike Tomlin has probably a better percentage than than even that figure. So it's it's amazing. Should yeah. we move to the NFC? <laughs> Let's start that movement. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I know I mentioned it last night at the end of the game. Ben Roethlisberger now has 17 career seasons without his team ever finishing below 500, the most such seasons by any player in the NFL history. And you mentioned Mike Tomlin as well. Uh, just incredible when you think about how lucky we have been. I know we are sitting here at 8-0 and and everybody's saying, well – it wasn't a pretty win, and we've said that a few times, but I really think, you know, when you just think about the job and the fact that 
We've all been here for some of those eight and eight seasons and it wasn't fun, but there were teams that, you know, that 2013 year, I always remember start 0 and 4, you lose in London, you come home on a super long plane ride, you go to your bye week and they finish that season starting 0 and 4, 8 and 8. Not that that was enough and what the Steelers always want, but I just think that that kind of shows uh, what the standard is. Was that the year that the Kansas City kicker missed the field goal? That would have put us in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, suck up. Gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ryan Suckup. Yeah. Remember watching that one. But yes, Coach Tomlin uh, now has his 14 seasons without being below 500. Ties Marty Schottenheimer uh, for the NFL, one of the NFL, you know, records for head coaches. So pretty impressive stuff. Never had a losing season. Well, absolutely. And we as followers of the Pittsburgh Steelers are rather spoiled. Right. We never even think of 4 and 12. Right. As bad as last year was, that team still got to 8 and 8 and arguably coach Tomlin might have done his best job. Right. Uh, don't worry, Tunch and I checked in with a 5 and 11 back in 88. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, was that 88? Yeah, yeah, that's 88. Yeah, oh, I've, let me tell I've, you. I, I remember I've that. I purged that from the memory bank. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time now for our electrifying moment of the game brought to you by IBEW Local Number 5. Wolf, you get to go first. You know, I, I got to go with the guy that I just love and appreciate him. I'm glad he's back. But when Jordan Dangerfield tracked down yes. C.J. Goodwin, and if you watched him, he refused to give up. That's an 83-yard return going down the sidelines. He gets knocked over. He falls down, but he still gets the guy on the ground, drew a penalty, and you know what? That saved four points. Four points, and it, think about what that second half would have been like yeah. had it been able to be just a field goal. So uh, Jordan Dangerfield, to me, that was a great play. That was all about – I know Chuck would have sat in the meeting room in, 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 in the special teams, and he'd say, good things happen when you hustle. Right. And Jordan Dangerfield hustled. That's a great play. Yeah. I believe I heard that replay, and I called him Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Which is going to happen from time to time. You will have that in big jobs like this, as Mike Webster once said. <laughs> Billy, you want to give us your electrifying yeah, moment of the game? It's my team 15, Steelers within four, and here comes Dallas again. And on that third and goal at the five, number 39, Minka Fitzpatrick said no in the end zone. And I think that was the electrifying moment. I think that sent a message to the Steelers team and also to the Dallas team that uh, you're not walking out of here with a win. We are. And that to me, is the electrifying moment, despite the crackback block yeah, or the Heinz Ward rule violation. Right. <laughs> Tunch? Uh, you know, my electrifying moment was uh, when Juju scored the touchdown. Um, you know, uh, Juju is tougher than Woodpecker Lips, and he has taken the place of Heinz Ward in my, uh, uh, in my vision. Uh, you know, he he's uh, he he never stopped short of the first down. He never stopped short of the goal line. And he is a tough son of a gun. Yeah. And talk about, you know, last week against the Ravens, he didn't have any catches in the first half. He had two yesterday in Dallas, but another clutch second half, yeah. you know, 80 of those 93 yards and the touchdown came in the second half. And Ben even said after the game, I'm glad he's on my team. He's right. always a guy I know I can go to. I want to go back to what well, was Minka on Terrence Steele, right? Got the crack back. Who, who, no, 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 it wasn't. Uh, uh, who was uh, it? 
It was uh, Ter- Terrell, Terrell Edmonds. Oh, Terrell, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Terrell Edmonds. That's right. So Terrell Edmonds, do you think Terrence Steele even noticed <laughs> at first? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he it, like you bumped him. You know, I was I was amazed. It, he it was like he got bumped. Yeah. And you're gonna throw a flag on that? I couldn't. I I was just, wow. That amazed me. All right, guys, we have to take a break here on The Point After when we return much more about the Steelers' comeback in Dallas and talk about the Steelers' D. We will be right back here on DVE. Back to The Point After on DVE. Ben back there by himself, wide side to the left. He throws it to the left. That's Eric Ebron over a man into the end zone. He was Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Went airborne, went over a tackler, and scored from eight yards out. Welcome back to The Point After, everybody. Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Whitley recapping the Steelers' 24-19 win over the Dallas Cowboys yesterday in Texas. Eric Ebron had a touchdown, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, and guys, the Cowboys' largest lead yesterday, 13 points, only two lead changes uh, this week. It was a little bit more last week, but uh, the second game in a row, the Steelers came back from a second-half deficit of at least 10 points on the road last time they did that was 1953 not a good fun fact um but needless to say three straight road games uh the odds aren't in the Steelers favor that you would win all three and Billy they were able to pull it out isn't that the first time in their history they've played three straight on the road right and that's the COVID schedule and that's what we have to live with but uh yeah it's it's impressive um this team just found a way to win and it looked dark for but what, eighty percent of that game? First half. Uh, you know what? Uh, you think the field goal spurred them? In- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, ben is like Terry Bradshaw. Uh, you know, he can play terrible in the first half and come back in the second half and light it up. And uh, you know, I, you know that I have a tremendous confidence in uh, Ben because you know it's not lost. Uh, the game is not lost. You 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 see him, and uh, he's got uh, great confidence, and he's got uh, great uh, uh, vision of uh, of the of the coverages and uh, and everybody believes in him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what Brad had. Yeah, and the rest of us, you and me, stand the huddle. Right. We like you know when we were young, you know. Like, that's very Bradshaw. You're still that's thinking that. <laughs> you know, as you're being as you're a rookie, as you're a second year guy, you still okay. He's still. All right, we stunk out the first half, but you know what? That dude over there has got four Super Bowl rings. He can do it. Now, you know, I I, I got to make sure that I'm you know doing what I'm supposed to do, but I believe in him, and that's the way these things come together. You know, when Terry Bradshaw's last game at Shea Stadium, uh, you know he he was uh, uh, he had his elbow issues and uh, he had the minor bird uh, uh, leaning on his uh, right, uh, but. Um, you know, we were going to run the ball, and he came out whipping it. And, uh, you know, uh, he threw two touchdown passes, and he sat down. Uh, he, uh, you know, he tore uh, some scar tissue in his elbow. And I said, uh, Brad, I thought we were going to run the ball. He said, uh, you know me, Tunch. I ain't no mailman. I'm a gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben Roethlisberger threw eight games, guys. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. Three of them came in that Titans game. I know we've dissected those three already, but this was his 
34th fourth quarter comeback, which ties him with Johnny Unitas for the fourth most fourth wow. quarter comebacks in NFL history. Johnny Unitas? Wow, that's, right. that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I met they, him one time. You know, I, <laughs> I, I'd like to be uh, uh, classified with Johnny Unitas. Can I tell a story? It was the Bob Prince Golf Classic. Two days. The first day was St. Clair. We got on a bus to go to Weirton to play at Williams Country Club for the second day. And on that bus were Bill Mazeroski, Gordy Howe. Oh, my goodness. Johnny Unitas. Wow. And Joe DiMaggio. <sighs> I'm on the same bus. With unbelievable legends, and I went ga 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 ga. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Johnny Unitas uh, grew up in Mount Washington. Yes. Yeah. St. Justin's, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or was it? What was you the know, other? He was in the Catholic B League. Right. Yeah. We were out in California, and we were at a players' convention thing in the offseason back in our playing days. Right. The doors open on the elevator. It's Johnny U. Yeah. Now I was a big, huge Johnny U fan, so I was like. Chooch, look, that's, that's Johnny U. And he's like going, hey, relax. Don't scare the guy. I'm like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say hi to Johnny U. I walked up and I'm like, hi, Johnny <laughs> I like pounced on him. He, he like put his hand out, put his wife behind him. <laughs> and, he, and I came back and Touch is looking at me. He's going, you scared him, didn't you? You scared him. I told you not to scare him. I was like, I was all fired up. That was Johnny U, boyhood hero. What are you going to do? That's pretty cool. Another wow. one, uh, Billy, I'll give you props to this because you had me look it up yesterday. Uh, let me see. No, I lost it, of course. That was yesterday was Ben's 68th 300-yard passing game of his career in the regular season and postseason, a franchise record, and he also passed Hall of Famer Dan Marino, another Pittsburgh guy, uh, for sixth most in NFL history. That's impressive. Yeah, you know, at the players' convention, uh, we met Jim Brown. Oh yeah, yeah, no, not there, but Danny Marino. That's impressive. Anytime you pass a record with Danny Marino's right. name on it, yeah, that's really impressive. You know, he beat us in the AFC Championship. Oh, he game. did. He we, did. We we were we were killing the Dolphins, and then he got uh, uh, he woke up in the. He went into half. his thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're reminiscing here. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. Well, listen, old timers will do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. We are old. Glory times. days. You're not as old as I am. <laughs> Glory days. But you're days. working on it. <laughs> well, something that uh, everybody in Pittsburgh history and currently likes is when the Steelers can run the ball well. And Billy, the past two weeks, we have not really seen that from the Steelers' offense. Um, do you feel like that is something they need to really get going in order to have the momentum in the second half? Well, I think teams will look at other teams' film and say, look, they slowed that Steelers' rush down. They nullified it pretty much, which the Cowboys did. Uh, and I think we'll see more of it, and we're going to have to block better up front. Yeah. And, and as offensive linemen, Tunchan Wolf, you guys know that uh, that's where it starts. Right. And, and if it doesn't happen up there, uh, even guys like uh, Jim Brown or Barry Sanders uh, or – Franco Harris or Jerome Bettis or James Conner, they're going to have trouble. You got to come off the ball, yeah. Billy. You got to come off. You got to give the running back an option. Yeah, you got to put your hand in the dirt and uh, fly off the ball. What do you think, Wolf? What is what is an issue, or how do you how do you fix this? Part of it is going to be it's, again. It's about what the defense gives you. You know, if they get that that eighth man in the box and you start crowding it up, I mean you. You got to throw the ball, yeah. and you're going to throw the ball and force them to drop those safeties back, and then you start running the ball again. It's, 
It's really as simple as that. It's as frustratingly simple as that. But I will agree with you, Chaluch. And and here's the thing about it: the two point stance and trying to come off on short yardage stuff. Yeah. How do you do that? That that's. I mean, not... you got to. In my mind, I'm. I think about that. I think I would have to try to cheat the count so much. Yeah. Because you would have to start this little forward roll that creates some sort of momentum, so that you don't just stand up and 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 you know, not be able to have any under and up leverage when you come off the ball. You got to have that forward moving, you know. And I just, I don't know, man. You got to three points, grab the grass, come off the ball, put your forehead right in the guy's chin strap. Yeah, but they don't do that anymore. Well, that's what you were calling for earlier. Yeah. And then you go, oh, no, we don't do it anymore. Well, yes, I know that. (laughs) That's why we're suggesting it. (laughs) Now we have to talk about the go for a field goal or no field goal. Obviously, Mike Tomlin decided with 43 seconds left in the game. It was fourth and one for the Steelers on the Dallas 15. He decided to go for it. Wolf, I know I talked about you earlier with this, but uh, Billy, we've had time to dissect it, go back, watch. Uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Was that the right move for the Steelers? Well, I never – it never crossed my mind. Right. And I don't think we talked about it yeah. at the time. Now, naturally, a lot of people are saying, well, why isn't he kicking the field goal? Well, uh, that's a good question. And one of the commentators said that Mike actually lived in his fears. Yeah. That, you know, he, but he said he wasn't worried about it being blocked. Um, what was – what he did address it, I know, but uh, – I never gave it any thought. He did address as being afraid of the double thought, or not being afraid of it, but I mean, he was sick and tired of. There was several. There's too many special teams gaffes. mishaps. Yep. Yes, there was too many gaffes. They had the punt return, the kickoff return. You had a, a extra point missed. You had an extra point blocked. Um, I, I don't know if they ever worked out what was going on with Tyrone Crawford, whether he was leaping over the center or the gap, the A gap between he. And Kevin Dotson, I, I didn't see it on film yet um, because I was doing other stuff this afternoon. So we'll have to see, you well, know. And also, he has trust in this defense. Yeah, oh, no I know history proves him wrong because they had the ball uh, near our end zone at the end of the game yeah. again. But uh, all's well that ends well. I just felt like you could get the first down and run the clock out. I mean, that, no, I, to me, that if – Again, if Chase Claypool had been a little headsier, it wouldn't have come to the forefront. If Chase, you know, had just missed the first that down. first down, yeah, yeah, and it's it's tough. Maybe, you can play the what if game. Well, well yeah, but that, you know what? He's on two Canadian. missed extra points or an extra point block, one missed, and how about the two point conversion? Well, we're talking we're talking about metrics. Maybe he got it confused with you know American like yards versus metrics. See, oh, so yeah, maybe right. you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He Wolf could, and his analytics. Yes. He could be Canadian, <laughs> yeah. eh? Yeah, eh? Well, and we Kilometers had, we versus... Had, we, had, right. we had some Canadians in the football game yesterday. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to let you pronounce it. I, I told you, but uh, hat tip to Brian Backo, the PG. There are only four Canadian players in the entire NFL this 2020 season. And Billy, all four of them yesterday played in one game, which is actually pretty cool when you think about it. Of course, we know Chase Claypool. Uh, we mentioned Tyrone Craf- Crawford, um, their long snapper. You got this one. Luis Philippe Ladassur. Wow. You just say that so much that's nicer just so than much we do. Awesome. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then, yeah. Wolf, me. do you remember the other one? Not a chance. Nev- <laughs> 
Oh, Neville. 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 Frenchies out there. There you well, go. Well, uh, you Frenchie. have to be careful about that. Oh, my heavens. Frenchie. Or, or you, could, you could be more creative. Yeah. Well, if well, he was in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin Parisian would have definitely gave him a nickname. The ball. <laughs> what was that? If, if he was in Pittsburgh, he would definitely have a nickname from Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, Tyler Matikiewicz was Dirty Red. We learned uh, Robert Spillane is Mickey. Right. After Mickey Spillane. But he Mother Hubbard. Be, he should be yes. Mike Hammer, though. Yeah. I like that. That's the. Yeah. That, know, that, that's, yeah that's, cool. that's I like Mickey Spillane. Career, but, well, I like I like the fact Mike Hammer just yeah. you put that to music with him dropping Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, sorry, Tunch. You did not weigh in on the field goal. Do you like the decision to not go for it, to not kick the field goal, or do you think they should have? Um, I think they should have. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, the the uh, draw uh, to get points on the board, and uh, you know, and uh, kick it. Uh, you you were uh, uh, at, at the end. Would of the you game. be worried at all about the mishaps you previously had? No. Okay. No. He doesn't live in his fears. No, uh, he does not. No. Uh, we do have to report uh, that Vance McDonald has tested positive for COVID-19. He has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. He did not practice on Friday due to illness. Uh, he did travel with the team to Dallas, played 24 snaps, 20 of them on offense. Um, and this is kind of the situation like Marlon Humphrey last week. He tested positive from a game day test. So the Steelers were in an intensive protocol last week where they were having virtual meetings. Um, and taking extra precautions. So that's kind of what is happening right now. Vance won't be able to play in the game against the Bengals. So we'll just have to, you know, kind of wait and see if there's any other news that trickles out. But hopefully Vance recovers well. He is self-quarantining right now. So that is the latest. The Steelers released that statement um, just a little bit ago. That gentry uh, will be the second tight end. Unless he's, you know, you got contract, contact tracing going on. You know, and he's in the tight end room, so you just never know. Contact tracing. Contact tracing. Contact yeah. tracing. Say that, that two times real fast. Contact tracing. Contact tracing. <laughs> 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 yes, we will have to wait and see, but obviously we're thinking um, of Vance, and the Steelers have been very lucky. The last player that was on the COVID-19 list was back in August. So, knock on wood, they've stayed fairly healthy and have taken precautions. I think we all know Vance pretty well. Yeah. He's he's not going to be a guy that's doing anything risky at all. So no. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, he lives on a farm in Ligon here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like self-quarantining. Yeah. yeah. That's that's self-quarantine. All right, let's talk more about the Steelers' defense and special teams. Plus, I want to hear your first half MVP when we return here on The Point After. You're listening to WDVE. Back to the point after on DVE. Three seconds left. He's back. Steps up. Throws it for the goal line. And the pass is broken up at the goal line. Minka Fitzpatrick. And that ends the football that is game. the end of the game. Tony Carrenti confirms what we suspected. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 8-0. And they barely survive a great effort by the Cowboys. 
Welcome back to The Point After, everybody. Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Oaken, and Craig Wolfley. Guys, just another day at the office for Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, two strong back-to-back games, but yesterday in Dallas, he finished with six tackles, five solo, two passes defensed, an interception, and a fumble recovery. What didn't he do? Right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's that, just from one game. That yeah. was a ricochet on the fumble recovery. Yeah. The, well, no, think, the one that popped in the air, that was Cam yeah. Sutton that yeah, stripped Cam it. Sutton yeah, Cam Sutton forced yeah. it, yep. Unbelievable. Do you think opposing quarterbacks are going to think about going to the middle of the field in clutch situations for the rest of the season? Right. Because number 39 is lurking. Yeah. I mean, he has, let's see, since – 2019, so last year with the Steelers, he played two games with the Dolphins, 11 takeaways, tied for first in the NFL, four fumble recoveries, ranked third in the NFL since 2019, and here's his combined, six interceptions, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. The ball finds him. He's just one of those rare, unique cats that yeah. the ball just finds him. Yeah, he, he, he puts you know, himself in position. But. Yeah, he, he, he uh, he's... Uh, uh, he sees the field well, and uh, he plays the ball well. Should anyway, we come up I, with a nickname? Yeah. Splash? High points the ball well. There Splash Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Or we'll fly like your make a magic. Oh, a little Because we like alliteration on this show. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like alliteration, they, too, if I knew what it meant. They threw a wrench <laughs> in the wolf's gears when they came up with Mondu instead of Mondu. Oh, I know. I, it I just know, totally took me off my game. Because you can't go the long flow of Mondu. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I doesn't mean, come out right. No, I mean. The long uh, flow of Mondo. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Uh, so that was Garrett Gilbert's first NFL start, and I think the Steelers guys made it very clear going into this game because at that point nobody actually knew who was starting for the, for the Cowboys. They did not announce it until late Saturday. Right. But they, their focus was Ezekiel Elliott, stop the run, um, Billy, Zeke didn't even know in pregame if he was going. Tony Pollard had a big game as well, and it just felt like it was another one of those games where the Steelers weren't able to effectively stop the run, something we have seen them do. I think they did a pretty good job on Zeke, but yeah. uh, Pollard, uh, what do you have, two 20-yard yeah. runs? Yeah, that's that's those, those are too, uh, too big. We have to eliminate those plays. And, yeah, uh, they, they, they gave up 144 yards. That's After 265. Good. Yeah. yeah. That, is, is that a cause for alarm? Yeah, that is a cause for alarm. Uh, you know, uh, the defensive line has got to be attacking now, and uh, uh, Vinnie Williams and Robert Spillane have to attack. It's like you said. It, it really goes to show you how valued Tyson Alu Alu yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Tyson. And Mike Hilton. Yeah. You know, those are two key members. And I will say this, too. Here's the other thing, the element that I think we overlook, too, is when you get put into a situation like last week, basically it was all walkthrough. You yeah. know what I mean? They didn't mm-hmm. play any, any pads. Yeah, you, can't, you, don't... you can't get any technique stuff done. Yeah. yeah. Well, you let know? me ask you, as veterans of the league who played in the pits and played well, um, at this stage of the season, is practice as important as it was earlier? Yes. It yes. is? Okay. Well, then you I'll, know, I'll uh, Chuck beat the – Crud out of us, <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. you know what? You know we were uh, we were uh, weathered uh, because uh, we we right. You know every uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday we had uh, full on hitting, killing a hitting. Yeah, and it was you get 
you get weathered, as, as Jaluj put it, you get weathered to that, and you are able to keep working on your technique and working at a high level yeah. because you're coming off of speed, you know? I mean, if you go back and put on the tape now of this past game, you look and you see, well, some guys are getting their shoulders turned. They're not, uh, you know, staying square to the line of scrimmage. Some guys are playing the pad levels a little bit high. You know, there was there's just a number of things that was happening that we didn't see happening earlier. You know, me and Keith Willis uh, went after each other Every day in That's practice. how you sharpen the sword. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, Aaron Smith used to talk about that yeah, as yeah. more of a modern era guy. But you're right on. That's what, yeah. you know, you want to be one of those guys and you have a, a workout partner, a guy you're you're training with that challenges you. As iron sharpens ours, right? so shall one man sharpen another. There you go. So what do you guys think will happen at practice this week? I, you know, I well, don't you know. Got, if... You're going to have intensive again, right? Yeah. Of- well, they'll be they'll be in the intensive protocol, so they can't meet in rooms together. Everything is done yeah. virtually, but you are able to practice with a mask. Yeah, they just they take extra precautions when out at the practice fields, but right. you can still practice. I think last week, um, I know there was a hats day, no helmets, no pads, and they said it kind of felt like Coach Tomlin was giving them a little bit of a break coming off of a tough Tennessee game, sure. the Ravens game, two right. back-to-back going back on the road. And, and they the Browns, said, too. That was a very physical yeah. game. It was a big win, but it was still. And you also know yeah. you don't have a bye week. You yeah. know They knew they were going to be playing 13 straight games when right. everything happened with the Titans and their bye week did get moved. So that's at least what the players were saying in terms of when they were speaking to the media that it was kind of like we have a lot of bumps and bruises guys are trying to you know rest up and that's how they felt that week now you know we can we can play the what if game with that as well so I I did see Ryan Clark who obviously knows his fair share of Steelers Ravens game said that it's always good to be the team that plays one of those teams the week after they play each right. other because yeah. you know that bodies are going to be hurting and guys are not going to be uh, and you can't help but have some of those mental RPMs slow down a little bit right you know you you don't go in every every week at the very same level you try to maintain a high level of uh, you know what you need to get going that motor running but you know everybody's a little bit different and you have uh, some people that you know, Chuck chal- Chuck challenged you to oh, the, the RBMs. Yeah, no no question about it. All right, we have to talk about special teams. I know we don't talk about it often, which is usually a good thing, but yesterday we already talked about one missed extra point, one was blocked, and then the returns of 73 yards and 64. And, Billy, we uh, remembered a name on the broadcast yesterday, C.J. Goodwin, who was with the Steelers for a little bit and a cow product as well, and he, uh, he did some good acting work. The former Vulcan done good. Uh, but I tip my hat to the Cowboys and their coaching staff for seeing something that allowed that punt return to, you know, include the lateral. Uh, inexcusable is Dowdle's kickoff return, 64 yards up that right. sideline. Uh, they never quite squeezed them, and you got to do that. But, um, you know what, by and large, over the eight games that we've seen, the special teams have been pretty sharp. You know, the funny part is I'd made a note to myself all week long watching film. And it says, whenever there's a gadgetration play, yeah. Cedric Wilson, number 11, is there. So I'm just sitting there, and, you know, you're watching the punt <laughs> team. And I'm just not even thinking because it was always on offense. Right. And all of a sudden, I see he throws it back over to CD. I'm like going, oh, did I miss that one? You know what I mean? And then, then you're thinking about it. You wonder how – if these guys didn't have the same sort of thing. You know, you, you see it all week long, and you're aware of it, but you think of it as being part of the offense 
Not the special teams. You know, they did that. Uh, uh, they threw that pass um, either two weeks ago or last week uh, for Philly. Uh, I, I think it's uh, was at Washington. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. remember it. But yeah. there's a lot of things I don't remember. Goodwin did a great job to double clutch it because the first time he touched it, it looked like it was going to be incomplete, yeah. which is a fumble. And that would have been interesting, but yeah. you know, give them credit; uh, they executed very well. I will say, though, I do uh, remember on Tuesday when Coach Shumlin had his press conference, he said, "You know, we understand where these Dallas Cowboys are going through quarterbacks. You rely on what's good. You try to highlight that, and then sometimes you're desperate and you try crazy things. And we have to be aware of that. And as soon as that happened, I said, "Well, I bet he told them to be aware that things could get a little crazy, but." Yeah, just kind of caught them off guard there. So. Just remember this. That was the play that Jordan Dangerfield made. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And then they, they uh, uh, last week uh, versus Philly, they had a double reverse. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, hard to believe. Not, not that I feel like this season is going super fast, but we are at the yes. eight-game point for the Steelers. We are heading into week 10. I know it gets confusing with all of the, the bye weeks and whatnot, but – First half is in the books. We know the Steelers are 8-0, so I want to get your first half MVPs, and we'll do one for offense, and we'll do one for defense. So, Billy, do you want to go first? Uh, defense, Vince Williams. Uh, offense, Ben. Is that low-hanging fruit enough for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, you – for me, it, it's Ben offensively because this guy, he, he just does everything. And We started the season, I said all roads lead to seven, and I still believe that. But defensively, I'm I'm going to reach out. I'm going to say Stephon Tuitt uh, has been playing some great football, and I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use I'll go him. And I'm I'm going to go Cam Hayward. Uh, Cam Hayward has been a dominant player, uh, and uh, uh, offensively, um, uh, you know, I'm going to go Ben too. Yeah, it's it's hard not to. The guys. Yeah, yeah, but and and uh, I, right, I'm gonna what go if we Chase, went anybody, Chase Claypool, anybody but Ben, Chase Claypool. Um, yeah, I'm with Tunch. Chase would be a tough one. I yeah. I got a feeling. Well, okay, yeah, you'd have to say Chase for the first or half Juju. There. Well, or Juju. Juju's fixing to get his his game on. Juju's I, I think gonna he's been coming on. Juju's gonna go. Uh, uh, I think he's really gonna. He's gonna be big. Yeah, second half of the season. I think so or Vince. Uh, leads the league with 14 tackles for yeah, losses. Right. <laughs> uh, that ranks over the first eight games of a season, the best in franchise history, and tied for the sixth in the league since 1999. Yeah. That's big stuff for Vince. Oh, yeah, that's Vince, very big. Uh, did you see him uh, leap over uh, Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, 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 yes, yesterday. he he even yeah. posted, and they yeah. kind of you know they circled it like the telestrator type thing. Yeah. Just like wow. Yeah. He looked like Ebron on Ebron's touchdown. Right. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, wonderful. I think uh, maybe the low-hanging fruit. I agree with Chase if we're not picking Ben, but just the rookie class in general. I- I'm still, you know, I, I still think it's pretty remarkable what they are able to do not having an offseason, uh, barely getting, you know, a real training camp under their belt. And being acclimated, I think we're seeing Alex Highsmith stepping up. He had an interception yes. last week against the Ravens, his first sack this week. Um, you know, he, he's been helping spell TJ and Bud. But I agree with Chase. I think everybody knew he had the potential. It was just how fast can you pick up this offense. But all of training camp, that's all we heard was, 
These guys are mentally tough. Yeah. They're mentally smart, and they're showing it on the field. But you watch. Kevin Dotson's going to be the equivalent mm. of Chase on the offensive line. He's going to be good. He's really going to yeah, be good Yeah, but uh, he just got leaped over in the block. Oh, were you talking about the extra Yeah, point? yeah, yeah. Well, that one, that's between the center and the guard. Yeah, so yeah. So, whatever. Well, All I'm his, saying is. It's his fault. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> because the guard has to uh, come down. Right, but the, the center's center. got to lift his head up, yeah, too. Yeah, He's yeah, got to well, be there. Well, I, oh, please. All yeah. right, no fighting. Yeah. Camp Kennedy. Oh, yeah, you're going to argue about that. When you got a young man, Kevin Dodge, who's. <laughs> Don't he's shown some great stuff. Yeah. And you're gonna hold that one thing against I, I, him. I'm gonna hold it against him. Oh my goodness. What have you done for me lately? All right. Well, we get to watch the Steelers in action Sunday at Heinz Field. Hot in the kitchen once again. AFC North football, the first meeting with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh I am excited. You know that the Bengals are going to be bringing their best game. Joe Burrow is definitely uh, coming along as the season is progressing. And we are all excited to watch football live in person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be at Heinz Field. Yes. Yes. That's absolute. And did you know that uh, per capita, Cincinnati is the chilly capital of the United States? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just wanted you to know that. Well, fun fact. Yeah, you know, chili. Chili's. And they have more cheese. Yeah, they they have (laughs) spaghetti in the chili and uh, 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 chocolate in the chili. Yeah, what do they call that special chili in Cincinnati? There's a name for it, isn't there? All right, guys, we'll have to figure it out. We do have to end on that note. Thanks for listening to The Point After. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m.